Okay, so I'm going to attempt to record episode two. Um, and I'm just trying something new with this, which is recording without a script. <laughs> Probably a dumb idea. It has been a minute. Um, and I would apologize for that, except for no one's listening, and I like it that way. So if you're here and you're listening, hi, welcome. Please leave. Um, today I'm going to talk about uh, a book I read, and I think that that's the format that I'd like to kind of go into moving forward, just because this is um, a book channel where I talk about books. If you haven't met me, my name is Sasha Mathis. That's not my real name, but that's the name you get to know. Today we're going to be talking about The Firekeeper's Daughter by Angeline Bouley. This book was awesome. I don't actually, I like to say I don't read a lot of YA. The fact is I am a teacher and because I'm a teacher, I do read quite a lot of YA. Um, either because I'm previewing it or because I'm exposed to it or for whatever the reason. You know, I try not to read only YA, but I do end up reading quite a bit of YA. And let me just go back and say, you know, I'm going to go back on what I just said and say, you know, YA isn't a bad thing. And I think there is a lot of heck given to YA as a genre. But my argument is YA is absolutely 100% not a genre, so stop saying it is. YA is a target demographic. Um, and for that reason, there's no real, real reason why it should get the uh, reputation that it has. Um, yes, the writing is more simplistic. Yes, the plots are more simplistic. The characters are more simplistic. Why? because they're written for a younger audience. So um, I, I've been guilty of this myself, and I know tons of people have been guilty of this, of just believing that YA is somehow inferior to books written for adults. It's a similar idea that I see as a teacher, and I, I, I hope, once again, I'm guilty of this, but there seems to be almost like, oh, if you teach grade 12 or, you know, high school, then you're at the top of the food chain. If you teach middle school, you're like, well, that's good. At least you're not an elementary teacher. And if you're an elementary teacher, well, at least you're not a kindergarten teacher. That seems to be the philosophy as if like kindergarten teachers are, 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 aren't intelligent enough to teach high school or something strange like that. I can tell you for fact that personally, I could never be a kindergarten teacher and I have so much respect for kindergarten teachers. I have so much respect for elementary teachers. I just, it's tough out there, man. Um, so to, to criticize that as, you know, less valuable or less intelligent and to criticize books written for younger people as less valuable or less intelligent, it it's so wrong. Um, you're not going to ask your 10-year-old to go read Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. Like, that's not a thing that I think you should do. I mean, if your 10-year-old goes and picks it up on their own, good for them, I guess. But 10-year-olds should be reading books that, you know, they can relate to and they can read and understand and enjoy on their level. And it 
takes incredible skill to write those books. And just because they're written more simplistically does not mean that they are somehow inferior or less intelligent than books written for adults. So, wow. Okay, hi, that was a tangent. We're talking about The Firekeeper's Daughter by Angeline Bully. Uh, this book is about a biracial um, Anishinaabe girl who uh, I think she just turned 18 and she's, you know, thinking about university and college and is she going to leave her family or is she going to stay around, that kind of thing. Um, and she's a hockey player. Um, I don't want to give too much away. Um, let me just read, you know, the Goodreads introduction for you because I think that's, you know, they do a much better job than I ever could of explaining. Um, as a biracial, unenrolled tribal member and the product of a scandal, 18-year-old Donis Fontaine has never quite fit in both in her hometown and on the nearby Ojibwe reservation. Donis dreams of studying medicine, but when her family is struck by tragedy, she puts her future on hold to care for her fragile mother. The only bright spot is meeting Jamie, the charming new recruit on her brother Levi's hockey team. Yet even as Donis falls for Jamie, certain details don't add up, and she senses the dashing hockey star is hiding something. Everything comes to light when Donis witnesses a shocking murder, thrusting her into the heart of a criminal investigation. Reluctantly, Donis agrees to go undercover, but secretly pursues her own investigation, tracking down the criminals with her knowledge of chemistry and traditional medicine. But the deceptions and deaths keep piling up, and soon the threat strikes too close to home. Now Donis must learn what it means to be a strong Anishinaabe Kwe, Ojibwe woman, and how far she'll go to protect her community, even if it tears apart the only world she's ever known. Uh, this was written by a debut author. This was Angeline Bully's first novel, and I'm very impressed by that. I thought the writing in this was very, very good. Um, I thought that the characterization was excellent. Um, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna give you guys a spoiler warning right now. So if you're not interested in hearing spoilers for this book, just stop the podcast. Stop listening. I'll give you a second. I just don't want to hold back. I'm not very good at holding back. And if I want to talk about something, I'm going to talk about it. And so if you haven't read this book and you don't want it spoiled for you, just pause. Maybe come back later. Don't come back later. Like I said earlier, this is just me being awkward into a microphone. So I don't actually want you here. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, back to it. So uh, Jamie is, you know, our love interest of the book. And I'm, I'm just going to, you know, go straight to the end of the story with this um, because I want to talk about it. And the thing that I want to talk about, so anyway, Jamie, turns out he is an undercover cop. He is not 18 or whatever he told Donis that he was. He is 22. He's older than her. Um, some people found this kind of creepy. She's 18. She turns 19 over the course of the book. Um, and Jamie is 22. So there is a tiny bit of an age gap. And along with that age gap, of course, is um, the questionable authority position that Jamie is in over Donis. He is leading this investigation of um, uh, the uh, drug abuse in the community that led to the death of her uncle, uh, of 
Donis's uncle. So um, there is a little bit of a, a power imbalance there, which is obviously problematic for a romance. But overall, I thought that the characters were quite well matched. I thought that their maturity was very similar and they, they seemed to have, I don't want to say a healthy relationship because it wasn't. Obviously, there were some huge, huge issues. But how it ends up in the novel is Donis tells Jamie, I am not interested in being with you right now because you don't know who you are and you are too dependent on me um, emotionally is what she says. I thought that was a really unique ending to what could be construed as a romance novel. Um, or, you know, it's not a romance novel, it's a mystery contemporary, but uh, but it has these romantic elements. And so for her to, in the end, say, I don't want to be with you right now, was really fascinating for me. And I thought it really, um, it was good. And, you know, because of that, I can believe that in a few years, they've they've gone to school, they've both kind of found themselves, they can get back together and they can have a really healthy, positive relationship because they weren't willing to um, entertain that unhealthy balance that they had during the course of this novel. So um, that was really cool. And I think that that's one main issue that I see in a lot of YA. Again, I'm not going to paint all YA with the same brush because it's not a genre. It is a target demographic. Um, but I do see that issue in a lot of YA where there is this unhealthy power balance or this unhealthy relationship, um, not naming names, but books where the love interest is an immortal being and he's in love with a 16 year old. Like, it's weird. Like, I don't care if you're mentally 16. Like, if you're an immortal being, you have some life experience that that other person doesn't have. So, um, but that, that didn't exist here. I didn't think that that, um, age difference or that power imbalance, because they don't end up together in the end, I thought that that was really, really good. Um, the other aspect of this novel that I absolutely loved was um, learning about Anishinaabe culture. So uh, Angeline Bowie is um, Ojibwe, and uh, she incorporates so much of her culture, uh, is distinct Anishinaabe culture, into the novel. Um, and I think a lot of times authors, whether they're, you know, First Nations, Indigenous or not, you don't always know what nation is being represented. Um, and I just thought Bully did such a good job of, you know, maybe it became repetitive, but I always knew, you know, what is the nation? What is the culture I'm reading about here? And obviously it's an issue with Indigenous novels, First Nation novels, where um, all First Nations get painted with the same brush and their culture is viewed to all be the same. And that's not correct. That's not true at all. So to have it in my mind, like, oh, as I'm reading this novel and I'm coming across these distinct cultural practices, I know where they come from. And I know that they're um, authentic. So that was really, really cool and, and lent me a, a good glimpse into that culture. So I really loved that. Um, yeah. And then the characters, again, Jamie was fine. I didn't hate him. I really liked Donis. Um, you know, I was really sad about Levi. Um, but hockey bros, you know, like, <laughs> 
And, you know, that's a generalization. I know there are a lot of really good people out there who play hockey, of course, obviously, just like there's a lot of really good YA books out there. Um, but this was, it was very sad to see that he had been caught up in this, um, this drug trafficking scandal. Um, yeah. Oh man. I'm sorry. I didn't write a script for this today. <laughs> so that's why I seem really scattered. I, uh, I just wanted to get an, a second episode out. Once again, this is just me practicing. This is just me experiencing what it's like to, um, host a podcast. So, um, if I'm really scattered today, that's why I didn't write a script. I promise I'll write a script for next time and be a lot less awkward about it. Um, it's a learning process. It's a learning curve. Thank you for listening. I'm Sasha Mathis. This has been Wanting Words. <laughs>